how many people have given up on a million dollar idea you know, at the very early stages, one, because they didn't commit to multiple outcomes Two, because they wanted it to be actionable on Monday. They're like, that's right. such a great idea. You put it into place by Wednesday. You're looking for other million dollar ideas because you didn't know how to persevere. And you also weren't tenacious. Or three, because they underestimated the resources, the time, the money, the effort and the human resource that would be necessary in order to get it done. So sometimes you just need to give your idea more time because you didn't get all the resources that you needed to make a million dollars. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the None of Your Business podcast. And look who's back after so many weeks. We've got Lacey back here in the studio um, shifting gears. We've been doing a whole run of interviews, and I hope that everybody has loved the interviews. And we're going to still continue to bring you some other interviews. But people were asking, where's Lacey? And so we decided to jump in with you and get your insights um, in one of these uh, bite-sized editions of None of Your Business, today I want to talk about how million-dollar ideas are never actionable on Monday. Mm. And this is one of our big principles that we teach, that we live by, that we believe. Um, but here's the thing. Everybody is looking for that million-dollar idea. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they go, they take courses, they, you know, scroll through Facebook. They're looking for that million-dollar idea. And they go to workshops and they do things. They talk to people and they get this idea. And they, they, they are disappointed because it might be actually a million-dollar idea, but they just can't put it into action mm. immediately. And so I just want to walk through a couple thoughts get your input on um, sort of how we can get from, ah, oh, this is a million dollar idea to actually million dollar implementation. The first is to understand that they're usually not actionable. I would say never are they actionable on Monday. Absolutely not. And actually the first thing that comes to mind is a lot of times they are million dollar ideas and they're not actionable because they're not actually a good fit for your ideal client target market. So there's a huge barrier that happens when you take something that's worked for somebody else or you, you take a course that has generated a million dollars for another person and then you start to begin to try and implement it into a market that it's not right for. Sure. Well, let's say that it was right for it. It mm -hmm. still is not actionable <laughs> <No>. <laughs> on Monday. Um, and so let's give a couple steps of how you could get it into action. The first is to think deeply and to act slowly. You know, so many times we do the reverse. We act quickly with zero thinking mm -hmm. and we haven't really even given any thought. You know, one of the things that we teach is that successful people actually dedicate time in their calendars to think. Mm -hmm. So you always have to take the time to have thought through the process deeply. And that's why you might not be able to put it into action on Monday. You just heard this over the weekend. You might not be ready to put it in place on Monday. Mm-hmm. The next one is to collaborate <laughs> and to, if you have holes in the plan. So sometimes people will tell you a plan, but you just don't have the human resource um, or the connection. So 
great ideas usually actually do require resources. I mean, even if I was like, if I was the inventor of the pool noodle, right. and I told you about it, and I was like, it's like a straw, but it's in the pool. It's like a macaroni, and people would float on it. We could make a million dollars on it. Um, I still don't know how to make it. Right. I, I, there's a lot of a lot of things that will. Rec I need a lot of collaboration to turn my pool noodle idea into a million. Well, people always think when they think resources, they automatically default to money. Like, oh, I, I'm going to need money to do this idea. And they fail to plan for how much time it's going to take, um, the uh, investigation that they're going to do in order to be able to, to launch this idea, the people that they're going to need to put in place in order to make it happen, make it executable, and maybe the systems that they're going to need to have in order to actually grow and scale it. Um, to your point before about acting too quickly, a lot of people th do things so fast and they don't have systems in place that will allow the scalability of the million idea anyway, and then things begin to collapse. So when it comes to resources and a plan, man, you better consider all of the types of resources that you're going to have to get in front of or get in order to make this thing happen. Well, and then that would bring us to point number three, which is build infrastructure and then grow like mm. you were saying maybe i have the idea but and then maybe i even figure out like i, I how to how to make my pool noodles but i don't then have but yeah. i don't have the equipment i don't have a place to make it i don't have the the ability to source it so the rule always is on your million dollar idea is we need to think think deeply act slowly collaborate we get an idea of what i'm going to need then i build actually build the infrastructure before i start growing yeah. and i think this applies to a lot of people maybe that have a million dollar idea and they've taken it to 200,000 yeah well you might be missing infrastructure and so you build the infrastructure first so considering what types of things you might need in order to fulfill on that. It makes me think of so many times on Shark Tank, how many people have gotten up there and said, I actually have a great product and I have so many orders I just can't fulfill. Mm. Why? That's because they didn't have the infrastructure in order to fulfill the orders to grow. So you create this pool noodle, you put it out there into the universe and all of a sudden 100,000 people want it. And not only do you not know how to source it, where to get it made, but now you may not even know how to distribute it. Now you're in a big, now you're destroying your own business. Now you're destroying your own business because you're destroying the reputation of the business before you even get to launch it. I remember I ordered a pizza oven for uh, Tristan um, on his birthday and I think we got it like six months later. Yeah. I mean, so you don't feel very good about that. I would not order a pizza oven from right, them again, really absolutely they not. Can't, they can't obviously you know, figure that out. And I was gonna say, this doesn't just happen with products, this also happens with service. Right. A lot of times people have services that are phenomenal, that can help a lot of people. And unfortunately, if you don't have the time, money and human resource to help you service the amount of people that want it, um, your business could be on the line and so can your reputation. I remember when I was in practice in Costa Rica, you know, a lot of my friends were a part of this thing and it was called, I think, the waitlist practice. You know, our good friend, uh, Steve Tullius, um, sells a product called waitlist workshops. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I was, I was, a lot of my friends were involved in this waiting waitlist or waiting list practice. And um, I had a waitlist and it was, oftentimes up to 30 days before somebody could get in to see me. Right. Well, that was, that's a giant negative, yes. right? That's a giant negative. And people are like, well, and so I called my friends and I was like, say, you're in, you're in the waiting list group, right? What do you do when you've achieved it? 
Right. And they were like, oh, I never thought about that. And I got to tell you, that's where that build infrastructure then grow comes from is because I didn't have the infrastructure to support the volume. Right. But that is a negative. I want people to understand. Some people are like, you know, I don't want to go to you. I'll go to your competitor because there's such a long wait to get in. And it's not worth it for me just to wait, wait around. And when I can you know, go to someone else that might be able to deliver a similar service. So in services and products, this applies. Well, it's really interesting that you say that, though, because it reminds me um, of I bought this what's called the R place pan. I think that's what it's called. And you saw it all over Facebook and they kept saying this is the waitlist pan. Everybody's waiting to get this pan. It sold out X amount of times and it was a brilliant marketing strategy, but they weren't like the pizza oven. You signed up, you purchased it, and it was only like a month delay. Six months is too long. So there is a fine line between creating desire for your product or service and then having it go too far beyond where people say, I don't want this anymore. Absolutely. Interesting. Number four is to trust the process. So once you start out, um, you trust that this is going to work. If you honestly think it was a million dollar idea and you've actually laid the foundation, then you trust that this is going to play out which though brings us to number five is if you have that understanding, you must commit to the first step and you must also commit to multiple outcomes, Mm. right? So, so many times a million dollar idea gets shelved because the initial outcome wasn't what you thought it was supposed to be. Mm. Not necessarily that it actually ruined the project. You just thought it was going to go a certain way. And when it didn't go that way, you had no plan. And so you're like, oh, it's not going the way I thought it's over. Right. So you must commit to multiple outcomes. This will help you to not see, say, well, here's what we're going to do is we're going to launch our um, thing on 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 social media. We're going to put some ads out and then 100 people are going to buy it. Well, maybe only 10 people buy. Right. So a lot of people are like, well, that was a total loss. Yeah. Oh, people must not like it. Right. But It might be your ad copy. It might be your landing pages, your sales pages. The I mean, offer a lot itself. Of <laughs> so you must, yes, you must commit to multiple outcomes. Then number six is what you were saying. Make sure that you're selling to the right people. Mm. You have a million dollar idea and you sell it to the wrong people, then it's a, it still is a million dollar idea, but it's not going to generate a million dollars. Yeah. And I think that that's really important is that market consideration. And sometimes it's a, what do they call it? Market message mismatch. mismatch. Um, and you're putting it out there in front of the wrong demographic. So sometimes all it takes is a tweak in the ad, a tweak in the offer, or a tweak in the target audience that you're going after. And then that can take a what looked like not so good idea and one of those outcomes to a million dollar idea and a different outcome. And we talk a lot about pre-selling or testing your idea. So if you actually think you have a million dollar idea, um, and it's you know not exposing any trade secrets. You could say you could go to social media or to a group, a Facebook group, and say, "Hey, if I offered this, would there be any interest?" Right. right? And people could say, you know, hand raise moment, and they might indicate that they would be into that. Last point is to persevere and to be tenacious. Mm. How many people have given up on a million dollar idea? You know, at the very early stages, one, because they didn't commit to multiple outcomes Two, because they wanted it to be actionable on Monday. They're like, this right. is such a great idea. You put it into place by Wednesday. You're looking for other million dollar ideas because you didn't know how to persevere and you also weren't tenacious. Or three, because they underestimated the resources, the time, the money, the effort and the human resource that would be necessary in order to get it done. So sometimes you just need to give your idea more time because you didn't get all the resources that you needed to make a million dollars. Well, I hope a lot of our listeners have a million dollar idea. If you have a million dollar idea and you need help with that, reach out to us. We'd be happy to 
see if we could give you any assistance. Join Black Diamond Club. Go to www.blackdiamondclub.com. There you'll find lots of people who have million-dollar ideas, who are working on their ideas, and who are receiving guidance, not just from us, but from our Black Diamond Club coaches and all of our relational uh, capital that we bring into Black Diamond Club to work with them, to help them to develop those ideas, get those ideas to market, and actually have a million dollars of business. That'll truly revolutionize and change your life, but you got to follow these steps and be committed to getting there. Anything else to add? Nope. All right, everybody, we'll be back again next week with a brand new edition of the None of Your Business podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review and tell your friends about us. We'll see you next week.